Sundays are for relaxation and reflection. The Onyx Code presents a podcast all about life's exciting challenges, which includes balancing our careers, families, love lives, and what's going on in the world. So get cozy and pop your favorite bottle of champagne. This is Mimosa Hour with your host, Brielle. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am so excited to kick off our first episode with one of my girls. She started her career in the music industry and later found her passion in interior design and real estate. Please welcome my friend, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining me. I'm so excited. Do you have your um, your little champagne or wine I with you? I do. I do. What are you drinking? I'm definitely doing red wine. Ooh. That's my kind vibe. Of- but I do feel like I've been drinking a lot more lately so it feels really normal is it because of the quarantine yeah yeah what kind of red wine do you drink um what is this one called um i'm drinking it's called firefly ridge Mm. it's actually like so it's from ralph's it's like a little like cheapy um wine brand but it's actually Mm -hmm. really good you know when you're buying like yeah, like, I feel like the cheap ones are really good. It sneaks up on you real fast. Yeah, like like it's about finding, I think, like the wine brands that are like cheap enough to where like you can buy them in bulk and just have them around the house. But then like yeah. there's so many out there besides just the like really, really cheap ones. Yeah. So, so um, I feel like we have really productive conversations when we talk, which I don't really have much with my other friends that's to say. Like, I feel like when we talk about things, it's very more like goal oriented and what we're up to and what we want to do. Definitely. So I'm so excited to talk to you. So um, just for some context, some context, can you kind of briefly tell about your experience transitioning between two industries that are kind of not you, like you wouldn't think of the two you know, coming from music to now real estate and interior design? Um, yeah, so I started out in the music and film industry, like just on the back end stuff, um, the business side. And um, I loved it. That was my passion. Like I thought I always wanted to work at a label and, and pursue like music from the business side. Um, mm-hmm. but after doing it, I think so young and I did it, I did it since I was like 19 up until about, I want to say like 26, 27, mm-hmm. I was like so jaded from the industry. I just felt like, obviously it's a very misogynistic environment. Um, yeah. I think that especially particularly in like hip hop and that the, the urban culture where I was predominantly working it's just very like misogynistic. Um, I think that as we get older, like women, we, we want to start to settle into our family life and, you know, into relationships. And it just wasn't realistic the way I was traveling. And I was like living out of luggage and I wasn't sleeping. We were doing like 18 hour studio sessions. So I was really exhausted. And I, more than anything though, knew I wanted to go into like transition into a regular, I guess, more grounded career where I could stay home more or stay in LA more. But um, I didn't know like what 
would get me out of bed in the morning, you know? Um, Cause like, I love I think, that passion. yeah, like that passion. I think living in LA, like we're so spoiled and we, we see like so many other people living out their dream out here that like, you know, no one really wants to just go to work every day. I think it's a millennial thing as well, but it could be, yeah. Yeah. Like I was just, I like the nine to five structure. Like I, I just hated it. So, um, I literally just prayed on it and I read this book. It's called Find Your Why, which was like really, um, it was really pivotal for me because the book is focused on finding the thing that moves you, you know, the, your mm-hmm. purpose or the thing that moves you, the thing that gets you out of bed. And there was a chapter that spoke on, um, like it, it was saying that like studies show or something like that. There was a case study that the thing that you pers- that you um, want to do when you're around the age of seven years old, like whatever that is, like whether it's a singer or like an astronaut, whatever it is, it it tends to be the thing that that moves you. You know, it's your why. And I remember I read it and I was like, okay, like that's really interesting. And then um, I prayed on it a couple of weeks later, a friend of mine um, signed a lease for like, uh, a nail salon or something like that and and like the first thing that I blurted out was like can I help you decorate it you know and it hit me like it just went off like a light bulb like duh like this is the thing that um that excites you like you like I would do this for free you know I just want to help yeah. help my friend yeah. and I thought about it I'm like when I was seven I sure did I used to have my mom she brought home this book it was um it was an architect slash design book and it used to have like all these pictures of different interiors and like floor plans. And like, I remember I couldn't read it, but I like carried it around for like two, three weeks. So I was like, that's kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, that's when I decided to go into design and then interior design. Um, I, I've actually, I'm actually still in school for design, but I'm almost done. It's been a two year process. And, yeah. um, and then real estate, like real estate's just too much money to make like to not get involved in it. You know what I mean? Right. Especially in and go hand in hand too. Absolutely. Like I think, well, that's exactly why I decided to go into real estate. I I've always, I've always like been told that, you know, like it's a, such a lucrative market. And, and to me it was always like stuffy and like, well, not, mm-hmm. I don't want to say boring. it's not boring, but it's, it's too stuffy and like finance oriented and I'm more creative. You know what I mean? And so I always shy away from it. But when I started to learn about um, architect and architecture and like floor plans and understanding materials and finishes, it really seemed like a no brainer, you know, especially while I'm in school, I'm like, okay, I can just sell like two, you know what I'm saying? Solid homes. Like that's like, a decent salary for your year and then anything else on top of that is just extra you know well that's good that you were able to find your way because I've noticed even with myself I've had issues not issues but it was a struggle to figure out like what is it exactly that I love to do because I know I can do a lot of things I know I'm good at a lot of things but it's what is that one thing that I know that I can do for the rest of my life that is not only fun and enjoyable, but that can generate some type of income that can support my family in the future. So, I mean, that's great that you're able to find that. So with 
this whole COVID-19 coronavirus stay at home thing that we're going through right now, have you like, what, what changes have you seen in your industry? Cause I know right now everyone's life just stopped abruptly and so many changes has happened and a lot of people aren't prepared for it. So like, what have you seen in, in that market in the industry of real estate and interior design that um, you've noticed so far? Yeah. So, so definitely um, immediately what I saw was there was like a huge halt. You know what I mean? Like um, a lot of, I've heard like of a lot of within that first week, a couple of escrows fell out um, just because of people's uncertainty. Uh, there was like a lot of fear, um, especially that first month. I think that that fear-based mindset is like, it's kind of, it's easing up a little bit um, now. I mean, I, I feel that way, but um, I know like when this first hit, it was a really scary thing. And so there was just a lot of like uh, standstill, you know, um, there was like, obviously over the last couple of months, we've just seen like millions that are like suddenly out of work. And so what would typically be like a super booming um, season for real estate, the spring market in real estate is like booming compared to the winter time. Everyone, I mean, in real estate, it's a known thing that in like mm-hmm. winter, Christmas season, everything is like super slow. It's dead. And then mm-hmm. comes spring and it's like, okay, it's go time. And so this came mm-hmm. right at that moment where it was like picking up. Our economy was doing insanely good. You know, um, right. real estate market was booming. Like it just, they've been saying that the market was supposed to slow down like, you know, last year and then it was going to be this year, but it just, it didn't show signs of slowing down at all, you know? Right. Yeah. I remember that they predicted um, a recession and just based on, you know, the, the, our country's economics, but in reality, the recession happened because of a quote unquote natural disaster or something that we couldn't control. Right. Which is insane. Right. Exactly. Like, Like, that's the thing. So, yeah, they've been predicting that, I mean, just the real estate market, the economy was, you know, due to, like, fall any day now. And it just, it was actually, you know, doing the opposite. Like, I think um, January, I think January 12th, 2020, like, the economy hit its record high, like, Dow Jones index number, which was, like, I don't even want to say the number. It was high, though. It was, like, the highest it's ever been, you know? So everything was just booming. Um, and so from that, like, I feel like what I'm seeing, though, in, in the sales is like this, a lot of the sales have halted. Um, and but what I'm seeing also, like in the rent market, is that lots of homes and lots of um, apartments are the rent is dropping really quickly, like over over the span of like, a couple of days or like a week, I've seen some homes that were listed at $9,000 a month for rent drop to like 8,000, mm-hmm. you know, 7,500. Wow. So, so you are seeing the shifts a lot quicker in the rent industry, the rent market, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting to see like what's going to happen. But do you, are, do you, are people still buying? Like, are people still looking for houses? Because now would be the time. I mean, ideally, if you were to buy, prices and stock is at its lowest. Um, 
So are people still looking or are they they like scared or they're trying to save their money and hold on to it? I think it, I think it has a lot to do with like, I think, I think people are, well, I would think that they're um, moving accordingly to like what their financial plan looks like. Right. Because the thing about it is like, it was before all this happened and still is a really good time to buy because Another thing that's happening happening simultaneously is we have like historically low interest rates, um, you know, on loans and stuff at the moment. So that's a definite plus. Um, but I think that you have, if you have, you know, the 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 type of buyers that were using their savings and gonna dump all their savings into buying a home or into like a down payment or into a fixer upper, I think that you're seeing a lot of those halts, um, those type of sales halt because, you know, people don't know if they need to hold on to their savings. You know, now there's so much uncertainty, literally like million, like I don't even know the number, but we know like millions have lost their job or they're out of work or they don't know if they're going back to work. So that's definitely been a huge impact. But if, I mean, it is also a great time to buy because what I what I predict is going to happen is it's it's gonna it's gonna shift into what's a buyer's market where um, because there's not so much demand, um, basically the buyer has the upper hand. There's less there's less demand, you know, because less people are willing to move, you know, less more people don't have the money to move, so. Um, the buyer kind of has the upper hand in where they don't have as much competition, um, you know, on offers and things like that. Um, also you could have like, what's the seller's panic, you know, obviously in the times where like, there's a lot of, um, uncertainty when it comes to your finances, sellers might be more anxious to sell quickly. So they're, they're willing to take a lot lower than they might've, you know, if things were going as planned. So it's definitely a great time to buy. I would say if, you um, feel like you have the stability um, and if you feel like you have that cushion of that savings where you can put your money into a home, but still be, be comfortable and, and, you know, not have to worry about the outcome. I think it's a great time to buy also obviously with the, with the low interest rates. um, It's really ideal at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So now that, um, I mean, right now, not too many people are traveling. So um, those who have Airbnbs that aren't really doing as well, um, you know, they use that for residual income. Um, and I've I've noticed that the rates for Airbnb has gone down as well. Do you predict, like, what, do you, what are your thoughts about post-COVID-19 and everyone's back outside? Um, maybe in a couple months, who knows, or a couple weeks. Um, do you see people traveling still? And should people who were considering opening an Airbnb as residual income to continue with that path? Um, so it's so interesting because everything is like, we're all in like a territory that like no one really knows how to maneuver and no one really saw coming. But yeah, it's crazy because I've personally heard like personal stories of like friends who or friends of friends who um, 
have like three current like Airbnbs going or like four, you know what I mean? And like all of all of their um their their bookings completely canceled obviously when this thing hit and so now people are stuck with like three to four three to four um different like monthly rents that they have to cover or mortgages, you know what I mean, depending on if they own and so right. it's really put I feel like a lot of uh, Airbnb hosts in really a really difficult position, especially because not only do you have to cover these, you know, these mortgages or these rent payments, but your income is gone. You know what I mean? Like now you're in, so now you're like in, in double debt, you know? And like, that is really scary. Like, I think that's probably one of the worst positions to be in when it comes to like as far as from a housing perspective, um, with, with, with this whole COVID-19 thing. And, um, yeah, it's scary. I think, I think that, I mean, I, I did read an article that I think Airbnb set up like a $250 million fund to, um, give hosts back, I think up to like 25% of their loss of income. Um, but obviously we Mm. know that that's not a lot, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think that it's going to be interesting because I think that when things subside, that I think there's going to be a lot of fear and a lot of um, question around even just the cleanliness of, of an Airbnb compared to like a hotel. So first, I don't really, right. I think travel is going to be a little bit um, slow for a while. So that's going to affect it. But I also just think that when people are ready to go back out and, and get back to tourism. And when all that stuff resumes, I think that there's going to be a lot more um, consideration into just the sanitary aspects. And in that way, I think hotels might win. And I think if I were a hotel, yeah. I'd be definitely marketing and strategy, strategizing on that. So yeah. um, that's a good, that's a good point. So I know like it's really tough mentally and just being stuck in the house for how long have we been in the house now over almost two months has it been um how are you using this time like I I know for myself I'm such a product like I need to be productive I can't just sit and not do anything for a long period of time like the first week it was cool but then later on as days start going by I'm just going crazy like I need to do something and during these times we're just so limited. So have, have you done anything um, that could have helped you in your career or self-development or anything to use up the idle time? Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So a couple of days ago they announced that like, you know, that we might be coming out of this thing sooner, you know, things it's, it's starting to feel less tense and you're starting to see people, more people like out and about. And so Um, I got like anxiety from the fact that I'm like, oh my God, this thing, this thing might be over in a couple weeks. If I don't have everything in order that like I wanted to have in order, like I'm going to feel like I just failed. It it was a quote that I circulated all through Instagram, but I think it's something like, you know, the worst thing in the world would be to like come out of this and like not have grown from it or something like that but I feel like you know when this thing hit I was really actually thankful I mean beyond the madness that's going on out in the world but just for like the time to slow down and like 
really use this time to implement all the things that we feel like we don't have time for that are going to like with whether it's going to like grow your business or your your self development or um, even like taking the time to like take on the hobbies and things that you don't have time for like painting or like you know what I'm saying like I don't know yeah like there's no reason even even something as simple as group organizing your house like I just felt like, like I needed I needed some type of okay, you've done something, you've, you know, yeah. you, you weren't just in the house all day, not doing anything loathing. Exactly. And you, you, you end up feeling so much better. So, so my thing that I've been doing this, um, in this period is I've been taking like online, like college courses, like Harvard is like offering their college courses for free. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's so much I'm taking like, girl, the day that I found, not that I found it, but the day that this idea came into my head, I signed up for like seven courses. Like why? Like why, <laughs> why did I think that I could do seven courses? I have no idea, but it was like personal finance. It was like um, self-market, like personal branding and marketing, yeah. like contemporary art. I was just taking, I just picked like seven, eight courses and obviously I'm not doing all of them, but um, I definitely plan on like coming out of this a lot more, um, not self-informed, but just a lot more knowledgeable on how I can grow my business. And, and yeah, like I'm trying to mm-hmm. set up my business plans and all that, my decks and have everything ready to go. Yeah. So what do you think would be your first, um, on your checklist of to do's as soon as we're, it's safe and we're able to go out and live our normal lives whenever that will be what is like one of your must must do checklists what, what, what would one of the tasks be that's so good okay like do you mean like from a professional standpoint yeah anything huh. like so oh for example God. the first thing that i really want to do uh-huh. is go to the beach in a, a different country like i just need some type of tropical sun and a pina colada uh, I just need some type of question. foreign something. So I definitely like already have my birthday trip planned out. So I'm for sure going to Dubai and London. <laughs> By the way, you should throw this in here. By the way, side note, if you have the extra funds right now, travel in like the near future is crazy low. There's there's this one of the top, it's the top hotels in Dubai. Their hotel mm-hmm usually they're like $1,500 a night. Like realistically people, not everyone can stay there. You know what I mean? They're like $350 a night right now, but out in February. So side note, we're talking travel plans for like next year. It's a great time to like, I am down implement those plans. Right. Um, so I wonder if like these are, are these, um, discounts, do they go far out like even past february i'm just wondering i wonder right i think so like i mean i don't know how far out because also i think you can only plan travel up to like a year like anything past a year usually mm-hmm. flights and hotels don't really let you book but yeah. I mean, it's a great time to do that like yeah, so right yeah i've got to book this um i think for me like i think I'm getting so many of my ducks in a row 
from a business standpoint that yeah first order of business when things like when it's like you can the world opens up again is to like go beast mode because I have so I think as an entrepreneur and and I know that you know this like firsthand like we're, we're identical in this way like you have so many things that you can do and there's so many like ideas to make money and they're so scattered they're not all in one in one place that it's yeah. about like executing them you know what I mean and so I've been using this time to like put together business plans to like learn trades that could potentially like earn like you know half a million a year like coding is insane right now and it was a big joke how I got into it but it's actually like crazy like how it's been working out so just things like that like you know things that have nothing to do with my passion and, and my career and what I go to school for and you know but we find ways to like like you know, we become creative about making money. And like, I'm, I'm really, really excited to put these well thought out plans into play. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm like the most anxious to do. Yeah. And I think just being stuck in this, you know, staying at home really gives you that, that excitement that, you know, soon when this is over, everything is planned out. I am ready. It's going to hit the floor my ideas are going to come to life and um, just staying at home, working on these plans, just creates that, that inspiration, that motivation and that this it's, and it's just excitement, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's definitely like, like training, like for boxing or for like the Olympics or something. Right. You're, just, you're ready to go, you know? Um, so I think so. that for sure. And, and I'm just, I'm, I want to just go out. Like, I just want to go to like Delilah or like, d- like, it's crazy because right. I'm so over going out, but I think I might spend like a week at Delilah. Like, cause I really like yeah, it. Well, I just want a good dinner or good lunch yeah, somewhere like with some good girl, drinks. I'm excited for that as well. Like just social activity. I am very excited for that. that. That is one thing I do miss being waited on. You know, not having to cook my food and um, just being with friends, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking your time out and catching up with me. I know. I'm so – thank you for inviting me on. I, I'm, I'm so proud yeah, of you. Of I'm so happy that you're doing this. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Well, so from next time, you guys um, – Go ahead and follow. You can find Jennifer on Instagram. Would you like to share your um, handles or best way to contact you if anyone has any questions or wanted to reach out? Yeah. So my Instagram is this is juice. Um, it's been my, that way for like forever. So it's um yeah. It's this is juice. Exactly how you would spell it. Perfect. Thank you for joining us for the Mimosa Hour podcast. Be sure to tune in every Sunday. We would love to hear from you. Send your questions, feedback, or a simple hello to www.theonyxcode.com slash mimosa hour podcast. Follow Brielle on Instagram at brie.ellee. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe and turn on your notifications. Until next week, cheers.